Hey there, Iswar. Hope your Wednesday is shaping up nicely wherever you're tuning in from. Before you dive into the day, let's catch you up on what's making headlines. First up, Wendy's is shaking things up by introducing surge pricing on their menu. Yes, you heard that right. By 2025, digital menus across all U.S. restaurants will feature dynamic pricing. Prices on your favorite items could go higher during peak times. Think Uber, but for your burgers and fries. Wendy's expects a sales boost, but not everyone's thrilled about paying more for lunch during a rush. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Welcome to Eastward's News from Pocket Pod News. In our second story, the FDA has just given the green light to the first ever treatment for preventing limb amputation caused by severe frostbite. The drug, Arlamin, could be a game changer for those at risk of severe frostbite injuries. And over at Automatic, the company behind WordPress and Tumblr, there's controversy brewing. They're considering selling content from their platforms for AI training purposes, including some private data and advertising content they don't own. It's a tricky balance between innovation and privacy. Automatic says it'll allow users to opt out, but is that enough? Stay with us for these stories and more to keep you informed and ready for your day. This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to PocketPod.app to join the waitlist. Fast food giant Wendy's is shaking things up with a bold move towards dynamic pricing. That's right. Imagine paying more for your favorite burger or Frosty based on demand, similar to how rideshare prices surge. Wendy's plans to implement this strategy by installing digital menus across its U.S. locations by the end of 2025. But while this could revolutionize fast food sales, there's concern about how consumers will react to fluctuating prices at their beloved quick service spots. To dig deeper into this, we're joined by PocketPod News Business and Finance Correspondent Scott Dwyer. Scott, how are people feeling about paying more for their meals during lunch rush hours? Well, Jonathan, the idea of dynamic pricing in the fast food industry is certainly raising eyebrows. According to a Captera survey, over half of consumers view these flexible pricing models as akin to price gouging. It's a stark indicator that Wendy's, as it embarks on this journey towards implementing dynamic pricing by 2025, has its work cut out in terms of consumer education and acceptance. It's one thing to pay surge prices for a ride home during rush hour. It feels entirely different when your lunch suddenly costs more because you happen to walk in during a busy period. That's interesting, Scott. Could you explain a bit more about how Wendy's plans to introduce this model? I understand digital menus play a significant role. Absolutely, Jonathan. The key enabler for this strategy is the deployment of digital menu boards across all Wendy's locations in the U.S. These aren't just any menus. They're sophisticated enough to adjust pricing in real time based on various factors like demand and competitor pricing. Wendy's CEO Kirk Tanner announced during their February earnings call that they're planning to invest around $20 million into this initiative with testing set to begin as early as 2025. Beyond just enabling dynamic pricing, these digital menus offer operational advantages such as ease of updating menu items and showcasing promotional content. With all these benefits, there still seems to be quite a bit of skepticism from the consumer side. How significant are these challenges? 
They're pretty substantial, Jonathan. While Wendy's sees potential benefits like increased sales efficiency and better customer flow during peak times through dynamic pricing, the consumer perception battle looms large. A significant chunk of customers surveyed, 65% in fact, said that dynamic pricing makes deciding where to eat more complicated. The challenge for Wendy's will be not only in implementing this technology, but also in convincing consumers that it's fair and beneficial for them, too. This isn't Wendy's first rodeo with tech innovation, though, right? They've had other technological initiatives? Yes, that's correct. Wendy's has been no stranger to integrating technology into its operations, Anung, from experimenting with AI chatbots intended for drive through orders unveiled back in May without specifying the year, to announcing self-driving delivery robots set for deployment this year itself in 2023. These initiatives highlight Wendy's ambition to lead through innovation within the fast food sector, although they've encountered varying degrees of success and public reception. It seems like there's a delicate balance between innovation and consumer satisfaction here. Precisely, Jonathan. As we look towards 2025 when testing begins for dynamic pricing at Wendy's through digital menus, it'll be crucial for them to navigate these challenges carefully, ensuring transparency about how prices are determined and perhaps even limiting how drastic price changes can be at any given time could help ease consumer concerns about fairness and predictability. Well, Scott Dwyer, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. Winter's chill can be more than just uncomfortable. For some, it's downright dangerous. Absolutely. Severe frostbite can lead to devastating consequences, including the risk of limb amputation. But there seems to be a new glimmer of hope on the horizon. That's right. The FDA has just approved Arlemin, a groundbreaking treatment developed by Ico Sciences. It's designed to combat severe frostbite and significantly reduce the need for amputation. And this isn't just any treatment. Orlamin is the first of its kind specifically targeting severe frostbite, marking a major milestone in medical care for those affected by extreme cold exposure. To dive deeper into what this means for those at risk and the science behind Orlamin, we're joined by PocketPod News science correspondent Clint Randall. Clint, how significant is this approval? Jonathan, this approval is indeed groundbreaking. For the first time, we have a treatment specifically sanctioned by the FDA for severe frostbite that's aimed directly at preventing amputation. This is a monumental step forward because until now, those suffering from severe frostbite had very limited options that were primarily focused on managing symptoms rather than preventing the drastic measure of limb removal. That's fascinating, Clint. Can you tell us a bit more about how Orlamin works and why it's so effective? Absolutely. Orlamin is an intravenous drug that utilizes the vasodilator iloprost. In simpler terms, it works by opening up blood vessels. When someone suffers from frostbite, their skin and underlying tissues freeze, causing blood vessels to constrict and form ice crystals within tissues. This can lead to permanent nerve damage or tissue loss. Iloprost helps by increasing blood flow to these affected areas, significantly reducing the risk of these dire outcomes. And what about the clinical trials? How conclusive were they in proving Orlamin's effectiveness? The clinical trials were quite compelling, Jonathan, involving 47 adults evaluated by the FDA. The trial showed that those treated with iloprost faced significantly lower risks of requiring amputation compared to those receiving standard care. The efficacy was based on medical scans and follow-up data, which clearly underscored iloprost's ability to preserve limbs affected by severe frostbite. That sounds like a beacon of hope for many at risk of frostbite. Uh, who stands to benefit most from this new treatment? 
Indeed it is, Jonathan. Individuals who are frequently exposed to harsh conditions stand to gain immensely from this approval. Think mountain climbers, military personnel stationed in cold climates, and even homeless populations who might not have adequate protection against extreme cold weather conditions. Our Lumen offers these groups hope against life-altering consequences like amputation, which previously hung over them like a dark cloud. Before Orleman came into the picture, how did medical professionals deal with severe frostbite cases? Before Orleman's approval, treatment options were quite limited and not specifically targeted at preventing amputations due to severe frostbite. Medical professionals primarily relied on anti-inflammatory drugs and various rewarming procedures aimed at restoring normal body temperature and circulation as quickly as possible. Interestingly, though, Iloprost, the active ingredient in Orlamine, was being explored off-label since 2011 due to its potential benefits in treating severe frostbite cases. It really puts into perspective how much of an advancement Orlamine represents in treating severe frostbite cases then. It absolutely does, Jonathan. This FDA approval marks a significant departure from previous treatments. It's not just about managing symptoms anymore, but actively working towards preserving limbs and improving quality of life for individuals affected by severe frostbite. Thanks for diving deep into this topic with us today, Clint. My pleasure, Jonathan. Always happy to share insights on such impactful developments. Automatic, the parent company behind WordPress and Tumblr, is stirring up the tech world with its latest move. Right, they're in discussions to sell content from their platforms to AI giants like Midjourney and OpenAI for training purposes. But it's not without controversy, especially with concerns about privacy and the use of advertising content. And amidst these debates, Automatic is also planning to introduce an opt-out setting for users who don't want their content used in this way. It's a significant development in the ongoing conversation about copyright issues in AI training data. To dive deeper into this complex issue, we're joined by PocketPod News technology analyst Katrina Shelton. Katrina, how is Automatic navigating these choppy waters? Well, Steve, Automatic is treading carefully but faces significant challenges. They're in discussions to sell content from their popular platforms, WordPress and Tumblr, to AI companies like Midjourney and OpenAI. This move is driven by the business potential of generative AI technologies, which depend on vast sets of data for training. The report by 404 Media released on Tuesday doesn't specify a date, but indicates that these negotiations are already steering internal conflicts and raising privacy concerns. Can you tell us more about the internal conflict Automatic is facing? Certainly. Within Automatic, there's a palpable tension over including private content and advertising material in the data sets meant for AI training. This concern isn't theoretical. It led a product manager to remove his own photos from Tumblr as a precaution. This situation highlights not just internal disagreements, um, but also broader concerns about privacy and copyright infringement. It's clear that employees are worried about how user-generated content, especially private or commercial material, is being handled. And what steps is Automatic taking in response to these concerns? In response to the growing unease around privacy and copyright issues, Automatic plans to introduce an opt-out setting for users who prefer their content not be used for training AI systems. They're following in the footsteps of competitors like Squarespace with this move. Um, the announcement suggests this feature could be rolled out as soon as Wednesday, although no specific date was given. This opt-out mechanism aims to give users more control over their content amidst these burgeoning concerns. How has Automatic responded to inquiries about these developments? 
When questioned about these developments, Automatic confirmed the reports and defended its approach by emphasizing the importance of user control and adherence to industry best practices concerning content crawling by AI systems. They appear committed to respecting user preferences while navigating the intricate landscape of AI development and copyright law. It's a delicate balance between harnessing new technologies for growth and ensuring users' rights and content integrity are not compromised. What does this situation say about broader industry trends concerning copyright concerns? Uh, It speaks volumes, Steve. Um, Major publishers are increasingly vocal about their concerns regarding the use of their content for training generative AI systems without explicit consent. Some have even resorted to filing lawsuits alleging piracy or violations of fair use principles. This reflects a larger debate within the tech industry on how copyright laws should apply in the era of sophisticated AI technologies that can generate new content based on existing works. To wrap up, what implications does this situation have for users and companies alike? Automatic's exploration into selling platform content for AI training purposes has ignited significant debate over privacy, user control, and copyright issues within the tech industry. The introduction of an opt-out feature represents an effort to address some of these concerns, but also raises questions about default settings and user awareness. This scenario underscores ongoing challenges faced by companies as they navigate technological advancements against a backdrop of legal uncertainties surrounding copyright laws in digital spaces. That was PocketPod News technology analyst Katrina Shelton. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Steve. And that's Eastwars News for Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Eastwar. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.app.